Good afternoon, friends and traders. Welcome to the Live It Up Podcast. I am Dan Hodgman. As usual, sitting down with Jack Belter. Jack, how are you? I am doing well today, Dan. How about yourself, besides the whole uh, moving thing? Well, yeah, you know, I'm in the middle of uh, packing my house and uh, going on a move. And uh, so I feel like every waking second, if I'm not working, it's packing. It's amazing. I have a four-bedroom house. And, like, I didn't realize how much crap I had until I started, like, compiling, going through everything. Like, I was like, oh, I don't have many closets in this house. Yeah, that's a lie. I have a lot of closets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to do one of those Marie Kondo things. Well, it'll be an end of the era when we get that hockey jersey down finally. I've just been staring at it for years now. The jersey and the fish come down tomorrow. Um, Next week, you will not see me sitting in this room. This room's getting packed up this weekend. Nice. Well, good luck with that. As we all know, moving is not pleasant. So uh, what do you say we do this thing? Yeah, let's Let's dive in. What happened today? So markets, uh, I think there was really some great opportunity here today. You had uh, crude oil opening up at settlement price, made an attempt to trade above it. It did not accept above settlement price, rotating back lower. Jack, I think this is kind of an indication about potentially what you're thinking um, and your idea of our title here today. Is there a little uh, mood shift? I don't know. Is inflation going to start to be curbed? I mean, obviously, if inflation is going to continue to go up, the cost of crude oil is going to go up. But if we get crude oil to come down, is that going to be a little sign? Yeah, we're going to continue on uh, breaking down today first. But like from our little uh, Slack conversation earlier, we're usually pretty much on the same page. But I feel like there might be a little bit of... uh button heads here there may be a difference show, of opinion, but we'll see of the, opinion um, the vibe shift let's do it so moving on equities really a great opportunity in both s&p and nasdaq uh those markets kind of opened up on the inside a little bit of yesterday's range rotated down to settlement price we got a beautiful a beautiful bounce off settlement price rallying right to yesterday's high rotating once again inside back to settles and one more time back to the highs and that was both s&p and nasdaq I'll tell you, if you're a trader who's been around for a long time, you know trending markets are a little bit more difficult to find good trades and good opportunity. But when a day like this sets up with a beautiful channel, yes, I said it. I love my channels. We have great channels here today. That market rotated inside them phenomenally. Uh, really great opportunity to keep our risk extremely tight. Uh, moving on, we have gold. Gold opened up below settlement price. Rallies all the way and I say all the way to yesterday's high. So really nice low to high day here that rotated back from high to low to the ticks from yesterday's high and low. So not always are we going to see prior day high and low come into play this nicely. Gold gave us a really good two-way trade there. Uh, Euro though, Euro tends to want to follow kind of in conjunction with gold. Not so much here today. It made an attempt to push up to settlement from, uh, from its lows. Could not get there. This market stayed inside. Really a relatively quiet day. And then, hey, no surprise here. Yields are down. What does that mean for bonds and notes? You're going to see bonds and notes kind of take off. And they sure did off the open. A little bit of a sell-off here towards the end of the day. But still maintaining really nice trend to the upside um, as we look at that smart money like we talked about last week. Yeah. I mean, like the whole story. We talked about bonds last week. And bonds have once again been the story. And that's sort of the... uh well, are you done with your rundown for today? I'm done with my rundown. So great. There were some great trading ranges today in most of the products. <laughs> yeah. Like this was this was a good one. And I think so this is what I mean by my vibe shift. I'm not ready to call that we're gonna be screaming up or something like that. But I woke up this morning, I don't know if something was different, if I got a good night's sleep, something like that. But the vibe just felt different. 
and I think the market was feeling it too. So rates have uh, come down quite a bit since the CPI scare we had. In fact, they've erased pretty much all of it. You look at the 10-year, I deleted my chart by mistake right there, but the 10-year, I believe, is right back around 3% today. It was up around 3.5%, not a week and a half ago. If you look further at the rate expectations, they have been screaming lower. Just shocking. If you can uh, go online, take a look at one of these charts of the um, forward-looking rate expectations coming down huge from everybody thinking the Fed is going to be raising 75 basis points, 100 basis points every time. We're going to have Volcker Part 2 and all that to kind of neutral. In fact, it's almost being predicted that they're going to be cutting rates by next year is what the implied thing. And you know who loves that? Stock markets. They love that. And, you know, the market is not the economy. If you take one piece of advice from anything we say, there's a reason that's a thing to get said, a cliche, a lot, because it's absolutely true. The market is the ultimate discounting the stock market is the ultimate discounting machine for market information. And it's ahead of things, right? It's a forward-looking thing. But it's not predicting recessions a year out. It's usually a few months out or things like that. And I'm beginning to wonder if we're kind of in the depths of it right now and things are starting to... You, you see today, uh, big overperformers were the high multiple uh, growth stocks that have been absolutely hammered since November. You saw the rates go down. You see the VIX come in a little bit. I got to say that I'm feeling a little better about things. So Dan, how are you feeling right now? And then I'll go into a few more little tidbits here. All right, Jack. So I I see the points you're making here. First off, I do want to point out that I completely 100% agree. The markets are not the economy. They're two different things. Um, And there's an incentive from government to see stocks do well from for multiple facets obviously you know number one what is you know every every person that's running for political office that has a major effect at the federal level say well during my 10 year stock the stock market was up 48 percent over the 12 years that whatever you know that's what everyone likes to tout um so it's a tool for that aspect but it is not how the american people and how this economy is acting Right now where I stand, all I sit here, Jack, and I look at, I don't think much has changed. Rates continue to rise. CPI continues to rise. There's still a lot of concern and fear out there. Until I see a few months of CPI starting to kind of slow up, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable. But all I'm seeing when I look at these equity markets is a small pullback on low sides of channels. I'm a channels guy. Everyone knows this. All I'm seeing is the market came to a low side of channel. We're catching a little bit of a bounce. I do have some moving averages up above both S&Ps and NASDAQ. If you're looking at S&Ps, right around 3,900. And if you're looking at NASDAQ, right around 12,000. I do see a good chance for those markets to get a little bit of life up to those levels. The question is, if do we accept above them? If we start to accept above them, then I got to make some adjustments. But right now, all I'm seeing is a little bit of strength and a downtrend. That's all I'm seeing. And what do we say when I'm looking at anything? I'm, that's an opportunity for me to find some, find look for a trade. So that's what I'm seeing right now. I don't think there's a vibe shift coming. Um, I think we're still moving lower. As a day trader, you are right. 
and it's not a smart this is a good uh, disclosure to get out there as a trader it's not smart to be in the business of trying to call tops or bottoms so I make clear I'm not calling a bottom <laughs> I'm saying I do not have the um, incredibly strong bias that I have for the last couple of weeks to sell any pop possible because there are some things I like to look at the more macro uh, environment there are things that are actually changing and you can look the same way you look at the channels there is I'm keeping my eye on the channels in the uh, treasury yields and the forward rates. Mm -hmm. So what I'm seeing there is a pretty strong move uh, to the downside of yields. And I think that that will catch up at some point. I mean, a lot of these stocks have already been something like 97, 98% as of a few days ago. I don't know if this is still true. Like 98% of the S&P 500 was trading below its 50-day average. Uh, moving average, not something that's going to continue uh, for an extended period of time. And we have not had the big blow off. But then again, this is sort of a weird thing. We haven't really dealt with inflation like this in a long time. And I guess the one bold prediction that I'm going to make, as you mentioned, we've seen the commodities coming down a little bit. That's a huge part of the inflation. I think my confirmation point will be the next CPI number. But I think that that number is going to be lower. And one um, hot take one Thursday. More. Yeah, I know. I, I I figured it was time. You're moving out of your place in honor of you leaving <laughs> your place. We'll burn the house down with a bunch of hot takes. All right. But I agree with. I don't think it's a hot take. Like what you said is, it is interesting how it's just a fact of life that you know presidents of either party will get live and die by over Congress or anything else. Live and live and die by how the economy is doing at the time, how inflation is doing at the time, how the market is doing at the time. And with relatively few exceptions, they don't really have control over that. I mean, you'd have to, it's, it's, and then you're right where, you know, either side will be like, oh, look what happened here. And then you just kind of like eh, scoot it away when it's not doing so bad. But something like inflation, the U.S. is kind of in the, the entire world right now is experiencing inflation. There's nothing specific that America did that's having like them have more inflation. We're in fact, we're kind of like in the middle of the pack um, as far as high economic development countries and inflation. It's everywhere right now. It is. I mean, you got to think about pandemic, you know, when the pandemic hit, every single country went into some sort of shutdown, created stimulus, even if it wasn't just putting 1200 bucks in someone's pocket, there was stimulus that had to be created to help kind of support the people of those countries that's part of what's that's one of the, that's the biggest factor here is the amount of stimulus that went into the economy then we cut sorry i jumped in here jack i don't want to cut you go off. for it no no i'll, I'll <laughs> add to it um well then we had to cut rates with the pandemic and everything going on which happened around the globe you heard about it we were watching uh the european uh central bank talk about it we saw it all over the country where everyone was cutting rates when you start to cut rates you incentivize lending and borrowing and then people have more money to borrow and it's cheaper to borrow which then again creates more buying and more money coming into the marketplace and we're having this major shift and now it's a rotation trying to get back to it um so there's a lot of factors that are included in this inflation stuff yeah and the two the two more that will be interesting to see going forward is we also had a massive shift in consumption preferences during the pandemic right so you can broadly define 
what you spend your money on. You, you either spend your money on physical goods or services, right? And you do some percentage of each. And at a happy medium before the pandemic, I don't know what those numbers were in proportion, but um, we were happy and everybody basically had planned their production and inventories and all the logistics for that. During the pandemic, the services disappeared more or less, right? Everything switched to goods and supply and demand, when you have a lot more demand for goods, the price goes up. And then we just don't, the biggest thing we'll have to think about after this all peters out is it really exposed and I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir at this point, but it's really exposed um, problems with sort of the way modern businesses and corporations treat supply chains, where there's been so much incentive for years and years by publicly traded companies, anyone that's trying to squeeze as much profit out as possible to just keep things as what they call they call it lean or like just in time inventories where you just you don't want anything at your next step uh, more than you need and just keep those things moving along which is great when things are going well but then when things break down all hell breaks loose right you get shortages and i especially worry about that with things like you know microchips and uh, i think we got to rethink how supply chains work that's my rant more hot takes. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I mean, the supply chain has been one of the biggest issues, right? You think about this idea of inflation. Well, for any good, not service necessarily, but for any good that you want in this world, what does that require to get it to you? It requires use of oil. You know, whether it's a shipping across, you know, oceans to get to us onto semi trucks that they're driving to to the local distributor in your area that another truck comes and picks it up and drives it to the store that you're buying it from or you're amazoning it and if sitting at an amazon facility within 10 miles of your house it still has to be driven to you so you have this idea of oil right being used and one of the more interesting things i actually saw the other day i was listening to an interview of a shipping company and it was this captain was talking about how uh they fill their uh their uh, their ships their container ships as they cross through uh the pacific ocean and he was talking about it he goes about six eight months ago it was costing us about seven million dollars to fill one ship and that would get us about um i believe he said i'm gonna get this wrong i'm gonna say seven 19 days of shipping continuous and they would burn seven seven million dollars now it's like 12 and a half million dollars so you think about it, like their costs are almost doubled, which means to get your goods, that's going to be doubled. If we can start to create a little bit of a shift, then we're going to start to see everything shift lower, which uh, President Biden just came out the other day and said he's going to go to Congress and request to uh, potentially request to have the federal taxes on oil and gas um, removed for approximately three to four months to see if we can, you know, curb a little bit of the inflation get these goods and good the cost of goods down a little bit which i think is what's going to start to see the oil price start to take a turn lower so uh, just a little bit yeah. of information that's happening i think is worth considering that's more signaling than anything else but if we look at the hard data like the the pmi number was terrible i think it was yesterday or was it today i can't remember i live in a constant haze but base it is interesting as like an economics guy to see 
how these things work exactly how you expect the fed raises rates and then immediately stuff like the pmi falls and we see that demand erosion now the the hope is that we can start bringing down the prices without losing a whole bunch of jobs it's a, it's a wacky economy right now there's really not a good proxy for it if you look back at things because we haven't had to worry about inflation for 40 years what yeah what's inflation been our entire lives until now basically basically nothing but i think we have to get used to all i mean i think that we've also gotten maybe a little bit too used to super low interest rates like my entire trading career i think when i started um the interest rate and the like the 10-year rate was like three or 3.5 or something like that Mm -hmm. and at the time it was like oh that's um very normal like could go higher that's just the way of the world right and now we get back to 3.5 and people are running around like everything's on fire right (laughs) it's funny you know talking and i'm not just talking you know yields but just interest rates in general my it's the old adage my dad loves to remind me you know i'm selling my house looking at buying a new house kind of dealing with the whole process and i'm over here thinking i got a great rate on my house right now um and I'm not going to be as happy with the next rate I get. And he loves to remind me, well, you know, when I bought my first house, uh, interest rates were 19 or 22%. Uh, so you're getting really lucky that you're only going to be 55 or 6% of an interest rate. I'm like, well, you know what? I like what I had, and I'm not thrilled about having to pay more because interest rates are going up. Yeah, my parents definitely dropped that one on me too. It was, you know, like 11%, 12%. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Right. And if my mom's listening... I don't mean that I don't care. I always care. <laughs> I, it just doesn't help me with my next mortgage. Right. So, <laughs> right. so we're kind of, I got to say, after that CPI, so I'm looking at the S&P chart right now. We're kind of been hanging out in this rough area between like uh, 3650 and 3800 for five, six trading sessions now which seems crazy to say something that short but everything's just been going through that series of getting pounded down um i'm gonna be really interested to see so you are a channel guy you're looking to sell this right now you think we're going lower i think that this could be a trading range time for a little bit and i'm looking for the confirmation with the cpi going lower to see if this starts drifting higher but dan's right if you're day trading don't go on what you think or what some doofus on YouTube thinks. Um, just follow the follow the chart, follow the trend. It, you know, Jack, it's funny. About two hours ago, I was looking at my my portfolio of not just like my day trading, my actual investment portfolio, and uh, it's seen a little bit of an uptick here from where I was about two two and a half months ago. And uh, I feel a little better about things. And I'm sitting here thinking, do I just take this little bounce, get a little bit more cash heavy and uh, wait for the, the ball to drop even more? Or do I just hold on to it and continue to ride it? And, you know, part of me wants to be like, you know what, Jack's right. We got a shift happening. You know, we're going to get this rally and I'm going to make all my money back. And part of me is like, be smart, just get the hell out. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll find out what happens because I don't know what's going to happen yet. Depends on what you're in. I mean, like if you're in, uh, you know, a bunch of, 
meme stocks or meme stocks or something you know maybe be careful but like otherwise i'm surprised when you said that like warren buffett didn't pop out of your mirror and strangle you for uh talking about (laughs) for for talking about like you know selling down low like this i do get it's always good like i always try and like in a portfolio like that i always try and stay you know 10 percent cash and i just readjust from time to time there i'm going through the adjustment right now i mean i'm I don't have much on meme stock. I will say, you know, I bought a couple GameStop a while back because it helps me be more engaged and stuff like that. Like, if I don't have it, I'm not watching it close enough. It's like crypto. You know, I started watching, you know, uh, Bitcoin four or five, six years ago or whatever it was. And so, of course, I scooped up a little bit just so I had some sort of skin in the game that forced me to want to watch it. If I don't have anything in it, I wasn't watching it. So GameStop and all these meme stops happening, I wanted to watch it. And the only way to do that is, hey, let's buy a little bit and see what happens. I don't have any anymore. Oh, I was going to say, have you been selling any call options on it or anything? I mean, No, that... I'm, I'm out on that. Okay, cool. The meme, the meme stocks kind of ended for me in 2021. Once we entered 2022, I, I've moved on from them. I'm very interested to see how that all... I think everyone out there, anyone who's interested in finance or markets, like I am... I am dying to see what eventually happens with GameStop. I, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. It's it's going to be a wild one. Like, everyone thought that store was gone. Especially now, like, I don't have any game consoles. But from my understanding is, like, to buy a video game, literally all you do is, like, there's a store, like an app store on your phone. There's a store on your Xbox. You can go in and buy a game, and in a half hour, it's downloaded onto your, your machine. I'd be interested to know what the um, the the lockout period is for uh, insiders to sell stock there, because it's got to be an interesting proposition. If, if you know, if you're like Ryan Cohen or whatever who came on, you know, the to to lead GameStop, it's like he probably came in with the idea of taking an eight dollar stock and turning it into a thirty or forty dollar stock in a decade, and that would have been a great. Great run for him. Great run, but now he's come in and it's at one hundred and forty dollars. I think today with crazy volatility. I mean, his job essentially is to be sort of just like a meme cheerleader, I guess. Right? Like, I'm not sure. Maybe they're just trying to turn it into some sort of like futuristic hedge fund with all this money they've been able to raise. But I have no idea. What it does, Jack, which is interesting. There's a Gentlemen, we interviewed, you were not here one day, but we interviewed a, a trader and a close family friend of mine, Greg Baird. You guys can go way, way back and find it. It was a couple of years ago now. Um, and we were talking about Tesla and some of that stuff that was happening at the time. And he said, you know, there's when you look at stocks, there's a point that, hey, this is a good valuation and you're trading based off of the the value of that stock. Eventually, it moves past a point where it's no longer you're trading the value of the stock you're trading the volatility of the stock. And so what you're doing is it goes from being a stock based off of a company to a sort of commodity that you're looking for to ebb and flow and you're going to trade it like a futures market. And you're going to say, hey, it's an inside day. You're going to look for rotation to the high side as opposed to, hey, they have this uh, you know, new product coming out that's going to be good for the stock. You start to trade it a little bit differently. Oh, certainly, especially with, I think the options play a huge role in all those things like say mm-hmm. Tesla or GameStop. It's just, I'm, I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to rationalize how long that can go on before something changes. Like people, people have been buying a lot of way out of the money call options on Tesla and GameStop for a long, long time. And that's a lot of what squeezed it up. But you know, if it settles down, if we get into a less volatile market, I don't know. We'll see. I hope everyone makes money. I do too. Uh, I think, I, I think it'll be an interesting, um, downturn or change or shift when it happens yeah all right well i'll finish up with my thesis one more time um i think we're seeing the demand erosion i like that the pmi number is kind of signaling that we're going to see maybe a lower cpi i love the rate expectations coming in if this 10-year starts falling below three percent i am going to be a happy man because it means i can start looking at my portfolio again but um i would just be cautious always be cautious but i'd be cautious here because i'm seeing as stocks the indices is a little bit of a range bound trade here maybe with a bias of starting to turn around and dan and his Daniels thinks it's going down so i i, I will say that i think we're uh, i think we're continuing lower um we're just in a little bit of strength and a downtrend i think it's going to take uh it's going to take a little bit we got to get some more confidence out there um, we need more confidence to see this market turn. Cool. How about uh, we'll do a five dollar bet here? Deal on whether it gets to four thousand or thirty five hundred first. I can get behind that for five dollars. I'll, I'll do that for five okay. bucks. Hey, cool. I like we'll... to analyze my risk in every trade that I make. <laughs> Dan's gonna go like hedge this with like a, uh, a fractional contract somewhere. <laughs> it's five bucks. Five bucks. I'm in. We'll survive. Well, th- thanks for. Uh, chatting with me on this dan and um yeah thanks for watching us if you're here or listening on itunes we'll be back next thursday in the meantime we're so close to putting make hug money on youtube it's gonna be fun i'm really excited about that people love that show in the meantime you can catch it at 8 20 on tuesdays and thursdays and uh the forecast at 7 45 each morning so hope to see you there hope you're uh trading these markets safely and profitably. In the meantime, namaste and trade well, y'all. Thank you very much for listening to the Limit Up podcast. You heard that scream in the background. That was the baby. Uh, Check out topstop.com if you're interested in a trading combine in futures. Otherwise, come back and listen next week. Looking forward to seeing you then.